Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. What's happening, Frankie? Greg, hey, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday to you, bud. I was thinking about drinking a beer tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. Nice. How about that? How about that? We'll make it happen. What's sure. going on? Oh, How's man. your Thursday? How'd you sleep last night? You know what? I had trouble sleeping last night, but for good reasons. I could because not. you were struggling with your outfield rankings. Nope. Oh, all right. I could not fall asleep last night because I was on a high from your Maryland Terrapins, Frank. Sean Guastamacchia. I'm leaving. Sean, you How come up. How about that ending, Sean, Sean? Sean, come up. Just do the first segment. How about that ending? Uh, yes, let's talk some college basketball. Was that not amazing? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic for a Terrapins fan, yes. Oh, my God. Down 16 points at halftime, 17 points with 40 seconds left to go in the first half. Maryland, despite horrific referees, (laughs) despite horrific play, Maryland Terrapins find a way to do it, man. It was, yes. oh my God, that was awesome. Getting it done in the best conference in America. Best conference yes. in America. We agree. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, so, for, uh, Sean, we are what? We're like a week away, or two weeks away now from Maryland, Michigan here. I know. That's going to be fun. It's going right? to be a good one in College Park. College Park. That's, that's what worries me a little bit. That's the issue for yeah, you. Yeah, it worries me a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, no more Maryland talk, but I was just answering Frank's question because that's why couldn't I sleep? Because I was watching Maryland. They're champions, baby. More game away from being the Big Ten champs. We'll see what happens. We'll take a break. When we come back, the outfield rankings begin. But first, here's your update from Alex Fasana. with your Sports Grid news update here on the Fantasy BFFs. In Major League Baseball, the Boston Red Sox left-hander Chris Sale will start the season on the injured list. Manager Ron Renneke said on Thursday, Sale, who reported to camp with pneumonia, is behind schedule. He will be placed on the 15-day injured list and will remain in Fort Myers for extended spring training when the team breaks camp. This is a quote from quote from Renneke. With the sickness, it cost him two weeks' time, and that two weeks is what we'd like to give him to make sure that he's right. He's worked hard on getting his arm right. 
and we didn't think four starts in spring training was fair to him. Sale also ended last season on the injured list. Some quick notes out of Major League Baseball. Outfielder Max Kepler for the Minnesota Twins is expected to make his spring debut Friday against the Red Sox. Also in Major League Baseball, uh, Salvador Perez, the catcher for the Kansas City Royals, will bat third as the DH. He will not be catching in today's matchup. Also, Lorenzo Cain will be making his Cactus League debut. The outfielder for the Brewers will play center field and bat leadoff in today's matchup for the Brewers. Also, for N uh, in the NBA, let's go to Joel Embiid, where he has injured, well, that's his shoulder. Embiid, uh, the Sixers center, exited the game last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first quarter and was ruled out with the shoulder sprain. An MRI revealed uh, today that he has uh, sprained his shoulder and no update yet as to the timetable. Here's a quote from Sixers coach Brett Brown saying, I feel like when you don't have Joel and you don't have Ben, it's an opportunity for others to put their hand up and declare this is who we are, it is who we are. He's obviously referring to the All-Stars guard Ben Simmons, who missed his second straight game because of nerve impingement in his lower back. So now they are without Ben Simmons and Joe Embiid. You got a full slate of games of NBA, NHL, and college hoops tonight. Let's look at the uh, National Hockey League because why not? Uh, the New York Islanders visiting the St. Louis Blues. Blues are your goal and a half point favorites. The total is five and a half. Also, the Dallas Stars visiting the Boston Bruins. Bruins are your favorite. The total is five goals. And really quick, why not some NBA uh, scores for tonight? Uh, the Knicks visiting the 76ers. Sixers are your seven point favorites. The total is two ten and a half. Also, the Los Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Golden State Warriors. Lakers are your 10.5 point favorites. The total is 222. I'm Alex Fasano, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. Now back to Greg and Frank on the Fantasy BFFs. Thanks as always, Alex Fasano, with the news update here on the BFFs. We mentioned we're going to get into our outfield rankings part one. This is our preview here. We're going to go over the top 20 outfielders in fantasy baseball in the 2020 season. But before we do any of that, we are going to take a look at what Drew, uh, what Ricky Sanders, rather, Ricky Sanders of Daily Roto had to say with Greg Sussman earlier today on the NBA Tip Drill. The guys at Daily Roto, Greg, have been doing a phenomenal job of setting you up for success when it comes to NBA DFS. Here's what Ricky Sanders had to say earlier on today. Whenever Joel Embiid is out, we tell you to start Al Horford. Not just Embiid, it's Simmons too. Horford's a must-play as well. Horford is the definition of must-play tonight. Not only does he have all the improvements that we've discussed and that his rates are going to go up without Joel Embiid, he's priced under 5000 on FanDuel. So, I mean, he is shown to be a guy that we're willing to play, you know, price tags into the mid-sevens without Joel Embiid. So we're obviously going to be playing this price tag for him. We're projecting him on Daily Roto for over 34 minutes tonight. A usage rate about 20%, a rebound rate over 14%, an assist rate about 22% without both Embiid and Ben Simmons. So this is a strong rates player across the board. This is a guy who's just way, way, way too cheap. Might be a lock button candidate, depending on how many lineups you're playing tonight. I just don't see a scenario in which I wouldn't play Al Horford. That salary is super low when it comes to Al Horford. $4,800 tonight over on FanDuel. Greg, the Philadelphia 76ers are completely banged up. No Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons. Al Horford should get more run. Tobias Harris should see more work as well. I know that we were trying to figure out who to pick up in our fantasy basketball season-long league, looking at guys like Furkan Korkmaz uh, and Milton. What's his first name? Uh, no. <laughs> I am. Uh, it's really funny. Shake Milton? Sh I think it's Shake Milton. Shake Milton. 
Yeah, so the 76ers are banged up right now, and because of that, you could take advantage with Al Horford in Looking your life. I text message to you, I think it's Shake Milton, isn't it? Sounds right. Right? It's got to be a thing. I, I agree. Yeah, right. no, but that, that price tag on Al for- Horford is way too cheap, Greg. Yeah, no, it's, it is Shake Milton. Yeah, it, uh, Shake Milton. Let's go Shake Milton. We didn't get him, Frank, so why are we rooting for him? Oh, that's fine. Use him in DFS tonight. It's probably going to be super cheap. Yeah, he certainly is. Certainly all the Philly guys on the table second out of a back-to-back for them. We'll begin to get to the outfielders in a few moments, but we wanted to start with Chris Sale, who has already been announced. going to start on the IL uh, to start the year. 15 days, as you heard from Alex a few moments ago, he is going to begin in extended spring training. Frank, uh, what month is it? It is February. It is the 27th of February. So baseball officially starts in four weeks from today. Less than a month. Yes. 28 days away. And they already know that Chris Sale, due to pneumonia, pneumonia, can't get ready in 28 days. Yeah, this it, it doesn't even have to be 28 days, right? Like, you could just carry him on the roster and let him start game two, three, or four. But no, 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 no. No, no, he's got to be the opening day starter, Greg. It's the only way this can happen. 15 days on the I.L. for Chris Sale. Yep. For pneumonia. For pneumonia. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Have you ever had a pneumonia in your elbow, Greg? I have. <laughs> doesn't smell like pneumonia, Frank. It seems like you're just smelling your armpits. I'm just smelling pneumonia in my elbow. All right, well, I, I don't know that you can smell pneumonia, Greg. Nah, you might be able to. But uh, I hope you don't have one in your elbow. Chris Sale might have one in his elbow. Look, you can buy the pneumonia, the flu, whatever they're saying about Chris Sale right now. I am not. I'm allowed to be skeptical of this, and that's exactly what I'm going to do, Greg. Uh, He met with Dr. James Andrews in August due to uh, something going on with his elbow, and all of a sudden, he's not going to be ready for the start of the season because he's sick. Uh, And especially when you look into what Ron Renicki had to say. Now, the manager of the Boston Red Sox. It was unfair to give him just four starts this spring, Greg, in order to be ready. Well, Matthew Huliot. Uh-huh of rotoworld.com right. had this to say, sales number of starts the last four springs, Greg. Three, five, four, two. So in three of the last four years, four spring starts or less has been ample enough time for Chris Sale. Granted, he didn't get off to a great start last year. All yeah. the other years, he got, he got off to a fine start. No issue. So three of the last four years, having four starts or less in spring training was enough for Chris Sale. But all of a sudden, when Chris Sale has pneumonia... Ron Renicki says that four starts is not ample time for Chris Sale. I ain't buying it. I think it's the Leobo. I there's something wrong with Chris Sale, man. Something wrong, man. Yesterday or two days ago, we revealed our starting pitching rankings, Frankie, and I had Chris Sale ranked at number fifteen overall. You had him, I believe, I had him inside my top 10. inside your top I had 10. him at ten exactly. Where is he now? I have dropped him to twenty-one. So we mentioned that. Our top 21 pitchers are basically, we want two of those guys, and that's really the cutoff. Yep. That's the top 21, those are your, 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 your pitchers that you would feel right with as your SP1 and your SP2. You want two of those top 21 guys. Chris Sale, unless he falls to the fifth round, the sixth round, at Zach Granke range, I'm not getting involved, Greg, because, again, there are so many injuries that are going to take place throughout the course of the season. Why would you want to start off behind the eight ball already? Maybe if you get a Jacob deGrom or Garrett Cole and you just feel really confident and you want to take that shot on a Chris Sale at fifth-round range, sure. Anything before then, I can't see taking him over some of these guys who are going to start the season healthy, like Syndergaard, like Darvish, like Paddock. I'm not getting involved. All right, outfielders coming up next here on your BFFs. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. with you here on the BFFs. He's Frank. I'm Greg. These are your outfield rankings for 2020 Fantasy Baseball. We begin, Frank, at the top. There are three outfielders that are going the first three picks. Their names are Ronald Acuna, Mike Trout, and Christian Yelich. That's the order for me. That's the order for you. That's the order you should have as well. Yeah, they're pretty damn good. And I think... You can rearrange these three however you want to. I think you can make the argument. Christian Yelich says that he is 100% healthy. Of course, he fouled the ball off of his knee last year and fractured his kneecap. It was a freak injury. Uh, missed the final month of the season and was still ridiculous. He had 33 home runs and 30 stolen bases in 130 games. Something we've always said about Christian Yelich, Greg, is that if he just started to lift the ball a little bit, like we say about a lot of players who just typically hit too many ground balls, uh, if they just lift the ball a little bit more, he always made great contact, always hit for a good batting average, that those doubles would turn into home runs. And that was the case for Christian Yelich, not only last year, but the year before that in 2018 when he won the MVP. So if you had any doubt on Christian Yelich, I don't think that you should. And if you think that he is 100% healthy, I think that you you, you can argue that he should be sure. the number one on this list, Greg. But I think so too. for me, I have Ronald Acuna as my number one uh, just because of the difference in stolen bases. Last year, 41 home runs, 37 steals. Greg, I mean, that's ridiculous. He told Ozzy Albies he wants to go 50-50. I love it. Let's do it. Nothing wrong with trying. And he legitimately might go 40-40. He went 40-37 last year. 21 years old. Right. Who's to say that he can't get better? He does strike out. The batting average isn't going to be as high as like a Mike Trout or a Christian Yelich. I realize that. But with the scarcity in stolen bases, I am taking Ronald Acuna in a Roto League with my first overall pick. If you play in a categories league, however, I can see taking Mike Trout. Sure. Uh, no, not a category. Head-to-head points. Right. I could see taking a Mike Trout or a Christian Yelich ahead of him. Obviously, when I did the number one pick, I would take Garrett Cole over all of them. I would. But if you want a hitter, I would go with Trout or Yelich in a head-to-head points know, league I, I, over Acuna. I know it's head-to-head points. I know it's head-to-head categories. It changes it from Roto. Ronald Acuna is my number one pick. Even in a head-to-head points league. Yeah. He strikes out more than those guys. Doesn't walk as much either. He walks a lot. Just doesn't walk as much as Trout and Yelich. He's amazing. He's amazing. Matters more in Roto than anything. All right, let's move out of the top three outfielders. Yeah, there's really not much else we to say. About that. Like, do we have to spend more time on them? I don't know. No, but Probably we should not. spend time at number four because we disagree who goes at four and who goes at five. So I have at four my number four player overall as Mookie Betts. You have Cody Bellinger. Uh, yeah, and it's just a matter of... Mistakes. I no, it's not a mistake, Greg. You know what a mistake is? What? Having Trevor Bauer ranked as your 22nd starting pitcher. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> now, that's a huge mistake. That might have been an error. <laughs> Um, look, it's Mookie Betts is changing leagues, and he's going to see new pitches. And, uh, and pitchers. dominate on this. It's going to be awesome. He's going to dominate. Look, Greg, we just have to split hairs here, and Cody Bellinger isn't changing teams. He's been with the Dodgers for, obviously, ever, and the first three seasons of his career, he has been great, and he's one of the true five-category players uh, being drafted in the first round. There's a reason why he's inside You know, this group of five outfielders here. Uh, 37, uh, 47 home runs last year, 121 runs, 115 ribbies. He was great against left-handed pitching last year, much like he was 
in his rookie season. And if you want to make the argument for Mookie Betts, Craig, I'm really not going to argue with it. The only difference is we do have to rank these players, and I'm splitting hairs. Mookie Betts is changing leagues, and he did see... That's it? That's what we're doing, the changing leagues thing? Yeah, he's going to see new pitchers that he hasn't seen before, Greg. Yeah, and It's a new environment. Dominate them. He likely should. He likely should. He will. Well, I mean, Greg, what's your reasoning for Mookie Betts... Over Cody Bellinger. I, I could pull up Fangraphs on my damn computer and it freeze every time I went to Fangraphs, Frank. <laughs> like I have both tabs open for Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, and it doesn't and it's like not loading. It's like enraging to me. But I, I think Mookie had a down year last year, right? Batted 295 compared to the 346 in his MVP year uh, the year before. But that OBP, 391 in a down year, 438 the year before. Home runs were right where they would be. I think he steals more bases this year for Dave Roberts and the Los Angeles Dodgers across, on, on top of that. Where do you set the over-under on stolen bases for Mookie Betts? 20. I think it's a good number. 20 and a half. Sure. He will have more, and, you, and you say he goes over. He will have more steals than Cody Bellinger. That's fair. Okay. Cody Bellinger will 15, have had 15 last year. probably 15 to 20 more home runs. Okay. Fair. I think their averages will be close. I think the OBP will be close. I think... More RBIs for Bellinger. More runs for Mookie. It's close. What do you want? The, basically, here's the trade-off. But you do you want? No, no, no. You, you're right. I didn't know you. You want stolen bases, Frank? You always argue about stolen bases, Frank? Do you realize that last year in all of our drafts? But here's what I'm saying. All I heard want, was you can You need power. You need power right now. Uh, I'm sorry. Don't, we always need power. You need steals. Give me steals and runs scored. We need steals and runs scored. Greg, you can't just bring your power. And we've sat here. Yeah. All the guys you like, they don't steal bases. But now, Cody Bellinger is not a zero in stolen bases. No, but Mookie's better. What is he going to give you? Five more stolen bases? Maybe ten. Maybe ten. Yeah. I will take the five the less runs. stolen bases. What about the runs? I will take the five less stolen bases on Cody Bellinger. And the ten less runs? And the 15 to 20 more home runs. And the ten less runs. Is he going to have ten less runs? Yes. How many runs did Cody Bellinger have last year? 121. That's pretty damn good. Can you ask me how many runs that movie best had last year? Close to 130. 135. 135. That's 14 more. But that was in the same league, on the same team that he's always played for, Greg. It always comes down, sure. comes back to him changing leagues. Why don't you buy the What mo- if he struggles a little bit, though? No, seriously. Like, moving over to a new team, new league. He might somewhat get off to a slow start. I'm not doubting him. I'm just, if we're doing Bellinger versus Betts, I will take Bellinger over Betts. Well, let me throw this at you. Yes. Are you going to do changing league things? What if last year was the anomaly for Cody Bellinger? Because the two years prior to that, he bet at 260. 267, 260. Power, 40 home runs, or 39 home runs one year, 25 the year after that in 162 games. What if last year, everything kind of went right for him? And listen, Cody Bellinger's awesome. And I get it, you could, you could certainly say he's 24 years old, he got better. I agree with that. And we're splitting hairs at four versus five. But I'm just saying, if you're going to get average potentially from Mookie Betts, who's proven in a longer way than Cody Bellinger has, you're going to get runs and steals, that's three compared to home run and RBI. Give me Mookie Betts at four. What if I told you, Greg, that Cody Bellinger hit 305 last year yeah. and his expected batting average was 323? He was amazing last year. <laughs> he was unbelievable last year. He was the year. best in baseball. He was incredible. He was number one in expected batting and, average. Yeah, he was incredible last yeah, year. I mean, He's my like number five player overall. All right. Yeah, we're spending too much time on this. If you agree with Greg, take Mookie Betts. If you agree with me, take Cody Bellinger. Also, you get position uh, versatility with Cody Bellinger, that first base and outfield. All right. Uh, at number six, Frank, let's put Frank's rankings up here uh, on the on the screen because so I, I have mine in front of me. All right. Six, we both have Juan Soto. Seven, we both have JD. Eight, we both have Bryce Harper. Oh, there you go, Greg. Wait, nine, we both have Starling Marte. It's kind of boring when we agree on stuff. Hey, Greg. 
Know, Which out of this group do you want to talk about most? Girl? We talked a lot about JD Martinez. I don't want to do that. Juan Soto. Should, JD should not be going in the second round. It's Juan just, Soto. It's I feel like we kind of agree on a lot too. Let's get to Bryce Harper and Sterling Marte here because Bryce Harper, we both feel going a little bit later than he should. Yeah, and look, with Bryce Harper, I think he got off to a really slow start. You look at the first half, the batting average was down, the strikeouts were up. That, that's the biggest key for he Bryce Harper. He didn't change leagues, he just changed teams. He just changed teams. <laughs> but it was the first year of a mega contract. Both he and Manny Machado did not live up to expectations, respectfully. And I think in Contract this, year for Mookie Betts. Contract year for Mookie Betts, there you go. Greg just keeps finding random arguments. We're going to just, just keep going back to Mookie Betts. <laughs> All, versus Cody so All so long. Uh, Bryce Harper, though, in the second half, he did cut down on the strikeouts, and you saw the the batting average spike up a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets back into the 270, 280 batting average range this upcoming season. And the stolen bases actually bounced back last year for Bryce Harper. I, I think if you're projecting him, 270, 275, 40-plus home runs, really good counting stats. He was OBP up over 100 ribbies. So if you play in a points league, uh, he's going to walk a lot. If you play in an OBP league, he's a borderline first-round pick in an OBP league because he's going to have an OBP over 400. That's who Bryce Harper is. I think it was the first half struggles. The strikeouts were up, Greg. And if he can bring those strikeouts down, if he can legit get the strikeouts back to where they were three, four years ago, you can see him hit 300 just because of his quality of contact. When he puts the ball in play, his quality of contact is among you know the, the top 5, 10 percentile in all of baseball. And I think we're going to see that uh, out of Bryce Harper again this upcoming season. So I have no problem where he's going in the second round. Uh, and this goes back to what I've said all along, Greg. You can take an ace in the first round because you can get J.D. Martinez in Correct. the second. Yep. Bryce Harper in the second. Yep. Those guys should not be second-round picks. Nope. They should not be second-round I mean, picks. I understand why they are because like there's other players that do things that are more scarce, right? Like Trevor Story and Francisco Lindor, they're going to steal 20 to 30 bases, and Jose Ramirez is going to do the same thing, and you know Bregman is someone who just continues to get better and better. There's just a lot of really good hitters, and because of that, that's why you should take a pitcher in the first in the first round. I, I totally get that logic. Another player that we like, both at number nine inside our top 10, we're both higher on him than some others, it's Starling Marte. We've talked about Starling Marte here on the show, but you can see the projections right below you right now. Starling Marte... In a new environment, on a better team, in a better hitting ballpark, should be in line for a really good year as long as he stays healthy, as long as he stays off. Well, that, I mean, that's the As biggest. long as he stays off steroids? That's the biggest question mark, is staying healthy. When and and staying off steroids. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's already had the suspension. That's worth mentioning because if he gets hit with another PED suspension, Greg, I, I believe it's 162. Is it, or is it 80? Didn't he miss he, 80 he, games already? He missed 80. He missed 80. 80. You're right. So, I think the second offense 162, sure. is 162. Now, probably won't happen. Probably not going to happen, but I'll yeah. just throw it out there. He has been suspended before. Uh, and look, you have to imagine he's going to miss at least 15 to 20 games throughout the course of the season. Last year, 132. The year before that, 145. In 2017, only played 77 because of the suspension. Uh, in 2016, he played 129. So you have to bake in. He's going to miss 15 to 20 games, at least one IL stint throughout the course of the season. But Greg, all the other five true five-category players that we spoke about, Acuna, Trout, that's Cody Bellinger Yelich. and Christian Yelich. Those guys are all top five picks. Correct. Starling Marte you get at the end of the second round. Correct. The beginning of the third round. Yes. So the injury risk is already baked into his price. Definitely. He's going to hit 290 plus. He's a 287 career hitter. The home runs have been up the past couple of years, 20 and 23. If I'm projecting him, I think 20 is safe. I think 20 home runs is safe, especially in a better hitting ballpark now. I understand the humidor is out there in Arizona. It has helped it become more of a neutral park, even maybe even... Uh, favor starting pitching a little bit, but it's a better hitter's park still 
than Pittsburgh is. He is in a better lineup now. He gave you 97 runs last year, 82 ribbies, 25 stolen bases. Of course, he's not going to give you the same counting stats as you know those top five players, those five category players, but he hurts you nowhere except for availability. He's going to miss about 20 games throughout the course of the season. But that's baked into his price, Craig. I have absolutely no problem where Sully Marte is going this year. Sully Marte, somebody that I'm in on. The Juice Ball era helped him last year. I think he can help him again. Oh, is this the like? We're BFFs. We're outfielders. Next. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy. If I'm a Colts fan, I'm happy with this. Now, here's why I might be slightly upset. Because Rivers has maybe a two to three year window. I mean, it's a small window of success, right? This is, you got to get it done now, dude. But if I'm the Colts, do I really think I can win with Jacoby Brissett? I have him signed for one more year. I keep him as the backup just in case Phillip Rivers gets injured. Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. BFFs, rocking with you, outfielder edition, as we go through our rankings here. All right, we've got, gotten through the top nine. Top nine at nine. We it's not this, bad. We're about halfway through the show. And we're about halfway done with today's program. There you go. We're moving at a fantastic pace. That's going. why you are the one and only Greg Sussman. One that's, and only. That's your tone, huh? So if you're a wrestler, that's it? No, this is, I think I'm Chris Jericho when he oh. debuted. He like right. say, and he goes like this. Yeah, he used to come out with the like his back like that. Like this, yeah. Break down the walls. Let's break the walls down. Break the walls down. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's just let's get back to let's it. Let's keep moving. Let's keep let's keep keep it moving. This is where we differ. Number ten, I have Aaron Judge already. <laughs> bat- oh, sorry. It's not very nice. Keep going, Greg. Why would you do this? At number 10, I have Aaron Judge, followed by Charlie Blackman, George Springer, and my man Kettle Marte. Two Martes inside my top 13. Love Kettle Marte this year. Uh, he is fantastic. Let's pull up Frank's top 20 here, feel out how he differs uh, the next few players. At number 10, you have Austin Meadows, my number 14. Then you have Charlie Blackman and George Springer, just like I do, uh, followed by Aaron Judge. Kettle Marte is 14 for you. So the big difference between you and I, basically, is Judge and Meadows here. Why do you like Austin Meadows more than Aaron Judge? It just comes down to availability, and I understand Austin Meadows has dealt with injuries yeah. in the past as well, but uh, yeah. uh, I mean, Aaron Judge is currently hurt, Greg. To quote Eric Young, he's currently not a baseball player. Well, he's, he's, not, he's throwing not the ball. Right, 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 right. Has he played a spring training game, Greg? No. Has Austin Meadows? Actually, I don't know. I think he has. No, he has played a game. You're making that up. You don't know. No, no, he did. He has played a game. And Austin Meadows comes with about the same, if not more, prospect pedigree pedigree than an Aaron Judge. He finally had the opportunity to play every single day last year. He's going to give you a better batting average than Aaron Judge. He'll give you less home runs, but he's also going to chip in, you know, 12 to 15 stolen bases. And again, we're talking about a true five category player, Greg. Austin Meadows is not going to hurt you anywhere. Aaron Judge, he'll probably hit 265 to 270. 
probably going to miss some time throughout the course of the season. He's dealt with oblique injuries. Now he has the shoulder thing. He previously had surgery on his other shoulder. So I'm just a little bit more worried about when I am building the foundation of my team early in drafts, I want guys that are healthy now. I want guys that are going to be reliable, guys that could potentially get better. And that's exactly what I see in an Austin Meadows. And maybe Aaron Judge could even get better than where he's been the past couple of seasons. But uh, I would need to see him on the field first and foremost and healthy in spring training before moving him back up my rankings. I think it's close, Greg, but better batting average, a few more steals out of Austin Meadows. And I think he's a player that's just coming into his prime right now. He is coming into his prime. And Austin Meadows is good. That's why I have him at number 14 uh, for me. But while the average is going to be better, you are going to lose quite a few home runs, ideally. Ideally, you're going to lose quite a few RBI. You know what the hard hit percentage is for Aaron Judge last year? It was probably around 50, maybe even over 50. 53%. Nobody hits the ball harder than Aaron Judge. 53%. And if that's a category in your Roto League, then you should take Aaron Judge in the first round. You're doing that. <laughs> you're, going, you're going there. We're, we're in a target He's good at there. hitting the ball hard. He's good at hitting the ball, period. He's really he good. He strikes at- out a lot, too, Greg. I mean... He could work on the strikeout rate. You know, Greg, I got to call you out. Yeah. If you're not going to like Fran Mill Reyes because he strikes out too much, no, then why so, do you like Aaron Judge? He hits so many ground balls, Fran Mill Reyes. That's what kills me. Yes, I know Aaron Judge hits 40% ground balls. Yes, he does. He hits a lot of line drives as well. One thing that I will say about Judge, and, and he is true to his word, he is not a home run hitter. He no. is just a hitter who hits home runs because he's massive and he's incredibly strong. So he had 27 he's more run- of a line drive hitter than anything else. In 100 games last year, he had 27 home runs. Yeah. 100 games. If he plays 150 plus, Aaron Judge is probably going to hit 45 to 50. And he'll be back to the first round pick. 100%. I understand why he goes where he goes, but again, I'm putting an emphasis on batting average and stolen bases. But now when it comes to Mookie Betts, Austin Meadows is going to have the edge there. Greg, (laughs) this is crazy. Cody Bellinger had a better batting average than Mookie Betts last year. That's an anomaly. How is that an anomaly? Because two years prior to that, he's 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 getting better. He's younger. Who's to say that Cody Bellinger can't get better? Maybe Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts is past his prime, Greg. Is that what you're saying? He's past his prime. <laughs> I'm not, but... Is that the well you want to go down? I didn't think Do so. you play in any hard-hit percentage leagues, Greg? I don't play in any hard-hit percentage leagues, Frank. We use it all the time to judge, judge these outfielders, judge these players. How many times can you say judge in a one-minute span, Greg? Aaron Judge as well. <laughs> um, we both had Charlie Blackman next. We were talking off the air yesterday. I was like, I, like, I kind of like Charlie Blackman. And you're like, yeah, I get it. He's good. He's undervalued. But I took him in the great fantasy baseball invitational, so I do kind of like him as well. So you, you were telling me, like, it's not, I, I get why you like him. Because he's undervalued because he doesn't run anymore, so people don't like him. But he still has a really good average, still has a ton of home runs, and plays half his games in Coors Field. The problem is, if the Rockies do wind up rebuilding this year and they start slumping out of the gate, they could trade Charlie Blackman, get out of that contract. I don't know who would want it, but... I mean, yeah, that's the next piece. If, the they, if they do get out of the contract, he no longer plays half his games at Coors Field. And if you look at his home and road splits... Um, you can ignore Nolan Arenado's because Charlie Blackman's, they're uh, quite stark. Yeah, l- looking up the splits right now, here we go, Greg. For Charlie Blackman in his career on the road, he is a 743 OPS player. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not really going to get it done with a 261 batting average. So there's still that possibility that they trade away a Charlie Blackman, but he's on Colorado right now. And he is my 11th ranked outfielder. You look at what he's done the past couple of seasons. He has has not hit lower than 283 in any season of his career. I mean, dating back to his, when he was a rookie, when he only played 27 games. But the past couple of years, 314, 291, 331, 324. You want someone that's going to help you in batting average. 
and not really hurt you anywhere else. Not going to give you stolen bases anymore. Maybe he'll give you a handful of steals, but not really expecting that out of Charlie Blackman. He only went two for seven on the base pass last year. Still hit 33 home runs. Still give you 112 runs scored, 86 RBI. Uh, Charlie Blackman, to me, Greg, as long as he's in Colorado, is one of the safest outfielders. Yep. And now you're getting him fourth, maybe even in the fifth round of a 12-teamer. I got him in the fourth round of the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. That's a 15-team league. I got Charlie Blackman in the fourth round. It's great value. He should not be going in the fourth no, round. No, he should not be. He absolutely should not be. Like I said, people are done with Charlie Blackman. You talk about fatigue. They are there. He doesn't steal bases anymore. Everyone's like, oh, he's old and sucks. But he doesn't. He's really good at what he's good at, which is average of power. He's a four-category player. Yeah. I mean, 314, 32 homers, 112 runs, 86 RBI. 86 RBI is not great, but that's about what Starling Marte is going to give you. And he's going at the 2-3 turn. So it's really just stolen bases. And I get that. People want stolen bases. That's fine. But Aaron Judge isn't going to give you steals. George Springer's going in this range. He's not going to give you many more steals. I mean, maybe he'll give you seven or eight steals. Not much more than Charlie Blackman is here. So, you know, he's proven. He kind of is what he is. The only reason why you would fade him is if you think he's going to be traded. Which, if that's the case... That means you're probably fading Nolan Arenado as well. I don't think Arenado's going to be traded. That's the thing. I also don't There's think. They, always a I, I also don't think they can get out of Blackman's contract. So I don't think he's traded. Yeah, I don't. I, that's, that's why. A great I, point. And that's like, why Blackman is where he, he still is. has what three or four years left on yeah, that deal. Yeah, one hundred percent. I believe it's three years. Decent amount of money. Yeah, Blackman on number eleven in both of our rankings, I believe. Uh, next is George Springer, a guy I was higher on than you were last year. That worked out all right. You've been out on most Astros guys specifically. We haven't gotten our infield rankings, but Bregman and Altuve, you're not super high on those guys. George Springer, inside your top 12. Yeah, I don't mind George Springer, and I would take him over Aaron Judge right now. I think they do a lot of similar things, and last year, George Springer, 292 batting average, and he's entering a contract year this year as well, so... Look, I understand there's going to be people that say, well, I've done a study about uh, contract year players and there's no such thing. I think when it comes to these big-name players who know that they can earn huge, huge contracts, I think George Springer is one of those people that is going to show up this year in a contract year. I'm not worried about the cheating scandal. I mean, this guy has been um, great for years now. Basically, the past four seasons, he's been you know a top 50 hitter in fantasy baseball for each of those seasons. 39 home runs, 96 runs, 96 ribbies last year, and only 122 games, yeah. Greg. So not really going to give you many stolen bases. Maybe I'll give you a six, seven, eight steals, but a 280 batting average I think is attainable. 35-ish home runs, good counting stats as well. And if you play in a points league, the guy had a 12% walk rate. He's got an 11% walk rate in his career, a 361 OBP in his career. I think no matter what format you play in, points, roto, OBP league, whatever it might be, George Springer is a fine pick where he's going. Much like Blackman, seems like he's undervalued. I agree, and maybe it's the Astro stuff that's going on. Springer was really good when he was healthy last year. And he, the injuries were frustrating, but he kind of picked right back up where he left off uh, after the injury. I like Springer. I think this is a great spot to take him. I would take Aaron Judge higher because I think the upside is higher. Pending that, I want to just state this, pending that Judge is healthy, right? Like, he is battling that shoulder injury right now. If we see him play a bunch of spring training games and the shoulder doesn't seem to be an issue... Like, I think you'll move him back up also. If he doesn't, and it lingers, obviously I drop him down. Right? I'm not, if he doesn't play much of spring training or plays a week, I am going to drop him down. But I still think there's plenty of time for Aaron Judge to be ready. That's why I have him where he is. Greg, if George Springer stays healthy for, let's say, 150 games. A lot. And has a contract it's a lot. year. It's a lot of games for him. 140 games. Okay. 140 games, contract year, he winds up having a career year. What does that look like? Career year. Yeah. We're talking 40 home runs. George Springer, you're talking 10 to 12 stolen bases. I'll get there. 
Um, I think you're talking 120 ribbies and 100 runs scored, probably. Right? That's a career year. Yeah. I think if everything works out, he can hit 300. He hit 292 last year. Yeah, I, I, sure. In a career year at 310, sure. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see that, though. That might be better than Aaron Judge's, which uh, we might have seen his career year already. I don't over think 50 we're going to see that kind of year from Springer. I like Springer a lot. He's I'm saying, like, if, we you're, have, project- we the same if spot, you're projecting the their, like, 90th percentile outcomes, right? George Springer's might be better than Aaron Judge's. It could be. It could be. Yeah. I'd still rather have Aaron Judge if both are healthy. All right. Uh, but anyway. Springer healthy right now, by the way. Yes, Almost swung out of his shoes yesterday. Did you see that? Springer number 12 for both Frank and myself. When we come back, we're going to get into Kettle Marte. We're both in on Kettle Marte this year, who was awesome last year. He finally figured it out. We're both in on him. And then we'll get to the bottom half of our top 20. There it is. A whole lot to talk about there. I want to get into Eddie Rosario. I'd like to talk about Tommy Pham briefly and Eloy Jimenez as well. We'll get into those four players at least. And we'll come back in a little bit. It's the Fantasy BFFs right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Had a lot of fun on today's program. We want to keep going, so I don't want to waste any time with uh, anything, Frank. So let me just dive right back in to Kettle Marte. We're both in on here. Uh, he's my number 13. I believe he's your number, your number 14 outfielder, so we're both right there. We both really like him. Can he repeat what he did last year? I think he can. And I know that, and maybe not completely, right? Like, I, if I'm projecting him, he's not going over 30 home runs again. I wouldn't project something like that, but... You look at his transformation over the years. I mean, he, when he came into camp last year and throughout the course of the season, he looked jacked up. I mean, Kettle Marte looked like someone where, you know, his body was just getting bigger. He was, like, progressing as a baseball player and someone who always made a ton of contact, Greg. I mean, 14% K rate or less in each of the past two seasons. And last year, again, career year, wound up hitting 330, 32 home runs, uh, over 90 runs, over 90 RBIs. 10 stolen bases, could do a little bit of everything. And his stat cast numbers were all career high. They all kind of back up what he did last year, Greg. Career high, 9.3% barrel rate. Right around 90 miles per hour, average exit velocity. 11.5 degree launch angle. 40% hard contact. Those were all career highs last year for Kettle Marte. And if you were worried about it being a fluke, and well, okay, it's a juice ball. He must have fallen off in the second half. No. 918 OPS in the first half, Greg. A 1,081 OPS in the second half for Kettle Marte. You want someone going in that third, fourth round range who's going to hit for a good average, 300, probably going to hit 25 home runs, give you good counting stats, either batting second or third in that Diamondbacks lineup, 10 to 12 stolen bases. He does a little bit of everything, and he doesn't hurt you anywhere. The only reason why you wouldn't take him is if you are skeptical of anything he did last year. Uh, and me personally, I think you have to project for a little bit lower in almost every category that he had last year, maybe outside of stolen bases. But even if he's 85%, 90% of the player that he was last year, 
he's going to return value where he's going. So let me play devil's advocate here for a moment. You talk about things coming down a little bit in every category across the board. Last year, he had 32 home runs. The most prior in his career was 14 the year before in 153 games. So it wasn't like he didn't play a full season or anything like that. He jumped from 14 to 32 in a single year in less games played. All across the board, he had 97 runs scored, 92 ribbies. The year prior to that, in more games, less runs, less RBIs. Stolen base is fine. His average jumped 70 points from 2018 to 2019. Yes, he's an improving player. Absolutely. I, I understand that. The hard hit percentage got way better last season. Totally understand that as well. Home run to fly ball ratio, he was lucky last year compared to where he has been previously in his career. Went up from 11% all the way up to 19% last year. I think there's a lot to look at here of Kendall Marte regressing back to the mean uh, a little bit. And this is, this is what comes with projecting a player who did something he's last season before. that he's never done before. And this is the difficulty of projecting that, is how much of last year was a fluke, how much of it was juice ball related, and you know how much of it was him actually progressing and getting better. And, and I lean towards that because the batter ball numbers were the the best numbers of his career. Uh, the stat cast numbers back up what he did. He started lifting the ball more last year. Uh, his fly ball rate went from 29% in 2018 to 348 so he was consciously trying to lift the ball. 22% line drive rate was the highest career. That's going to lend itself to a higher BABIP, lend itself to a higher batting average in general. His 298 expected batting average, which, again, is lower than his 329. I realize that, but, again... Lower it then. Projected for 300. Even if you get a 300 hitter. Are you, getting a, three, are you getting a 300 runs, hitter? I think so. Okay. I think that he just progressed as a player. And he was someone who did have some prospect pedigree. And sure. they gave up a decent amount to get him in return at the time. They gave up Gene Segura, who was coming off, I believe, a career year at the it's time. Mitch Hanniger as well, right? Yeah, they got. I think they traded away Gene Segura. And I think it was Taiwan Walker at the time? Or did they, so, well, they traded for Taylor Walker. Taiwan Walker. That okay. was the old deal. They traded, they traded away, if I remember correctly, Gene Segura and Mitch Hanniger for Kendall Taiwan Marte Walker, yep. and Taiwan Walker. Which I guess was like a fair trade for both teams at the time. At the time, sure. But look, he was a highly regarded player. And he makes a lot of contact. And I understand if people are going to be skeptical, but plays at a thin position, second base and outfield, has yeah. that dual position yeah. eligibility. If you don't buy what he did last year as him just progressing as a player, then I understand why you would be off him. I tend to lean more towards that way, and I'm not even projecting him for anything close to what he did last year. Again, which, is why, going, which is why he's going where he's going. 300 average, yeah. 25 home runs, good counting stats, and 10 to 12 steals. I think that's all attainable. I'm a little bit more nervous in Kendall Marte than I was last week. Yeah, you were all over him. I was all we, over we him last week. It. I was all over him. I, I understand nervous. it's tough when a player does something they've never done before. It's you yeah. know, How much of it is you know fact versus fiction? How much of it is real? I don't know. Let me jump around a little bit more inside our top 20 because I want to try to get to as many outfielders as I can. We spoke about Chris Bryant uh, last week. He's my number 16 outfielder. Uh, we spoke about Merrifield in the, same, in the same vein. We'll talk about him um, a little bit more when we get to second baseman, right? He's second base eligible. Yeah, boring. All right, fine. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, I do want to mention, though. Marcelo Zuna, now a member of the Braves. I asked you if you're in on him. You go, sure. He's not an active target of mine. It's a, it's a favorite Frank phrase. You uh, say that three times fast. Favorite Frank phrase. Jesus, that's hard. Marcelo Zuna, not an active target of yours. Playing that lineup with those players around him, Freddie Freeman, Roberto Osuna, Roberto Osuna, Roberto, Ronald Acuna. You have your Osunas and your Ozunas and your Acunas. And <laughs> you've got all the tongue twisters. Sitting today, around Acuna, Albies, Freeman. Marcelo Zuna kind of just slots into that Josh Donaldson role. We know what Donaldson did last year. Why can't Osuna do something similar to that? 
the reason why he, I guess he's not an active target, and I'll try to be, break this down as best as I can. I have him as my uh, my 21st outfielder right now. I don't just have missed. him inside my top just 20. Just missed, okay. Is how does he separate himself from someone like Eddie Rosario and Nick Cassiano? I like Eddie Rosario. I think all those guys are kind of similar, where they're going to hit around 270, 280. Yes. They're going to give you good power numbers. Castellanos, again, you might be projecting him to do something he's never done before. Uh, you know, if you, if you think he can hit 30, 35 home runs playing in the Great American Small Park, it's the best park that he's ever played in, again, with Castellanos. My question, Greg, is how does he separate himself away from Castellanos or Rosario? Because I think they're all very similar, and if you ask me, I would just take the one that's going last out of the three. I think that they're all kind of similar skill sets. I think right now that's probably Castellanos going last, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I think they well, all. Well, him and Ozuna are basically like neck and neck. They're like going around pick 95, 100. I think it depends the kind of league you play in, I guess. Like Eddie Rosario doesn't walk, right? He walks like 3% of the time. Marcelo Ozuna walks 11% of the time. That's pretty good. The OBP should be higher. That's a good point. For Marcelo Ozuna, so I like him a little bit more. I feel Castellanos like, doesn't walk all that much. He's like six, seven yeah. percent, but hits a lot of doubles, so, so it makes he, up for he it. He does, and, and and Castellanos, I worry about. Um, I'm trying to remember what like I own, I own Castellanos in the past, and I always felt he was underappreciated and undervalued. Maybe it's because so many doubles like didn't turn into home runs, but now he's playing Cincinnati. It should theoretically. Like, you saw it in the National League last year with the Chicago, with Chicago Cubs, where he was fantastic. He 27 home runs, a career high. Uh, last season, plays every day, 150. And his OPS with the Cubs was over 1,000. Oh, he was amazing. He was ridiculous. And it seemed like he was finally motivated, too. And something that he's spoken about was when hitting in Comerica, that the ball basically just dies, dies. in yeah. the outfield there. Yep, so, yep, 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 you know, yep, yep. obviously that's going to sap anyone's power playing in Comerica. Are I it, think hitting in Cincinnati for a full season, we could see 30 to 35 home runs out of Cassiano's career. Hitting high. percentage, uh, hard hit percentage is highest Marcelo Zuna. I think what I've learned here. That Marcelo Zuna and Nick Castellanos are very similar players. And I probably like Eddie Rosario the least. I think Eddie Rosario is probably the safest. Why? Because you, I mean, you play in OBP league, so he's not going to walk there. I understand that. But if you just play in a batting average, like Rosario's so safe for 280, 35 home runs, 100 ribbies. That's not nothing. That's a great season. Sure. I think that, again, I think it goes back to what I said and comparing all three of these players is. Yeah. They're almost going too late because I think everyone kind of thinks the same thing. They're like, oh, well, these guys are all kind of the same. Like, how do I differentiate them? And, I, oh, I could just wait and take whoever falls out of all three of them. And Ozuna might have the highest upside because last year he was incredibly unlucky. We gone over, we went over yep. this when he yep. signed with the Braves. Uh, his BABIP last year was 257. He's a career 314 uh, BABIP, and his expected batting average was much higher than his 241 actual batting average last year. And we've seen it before. I mean, back in 2017 with the Marlins of all teams. He had 37 home runs with 124 ribbies. And last year, he started running out of nowhere, Greg. He had 12 stolen bases. So, I mean, Ozuna is someone that can legitimately hit 280, 30 to 35 bombs, good counting stats in the middle of the Braves lineup, and 8 to 10 stolen bases. And if he does that, he's probably a top five-round player next year. Where does Eloy Jimenez fit in that grouping? So, I have Eloy Jimenez at, I have him high. I have him at 15. I have him higher than all of them. Isn't comes with comes with more prospect pedigree. Sure, had a monster second half, Greg. Yeah, and he's someone who in that lineup in that ballpark with the White Sox. I think the White Sox legit have a top five lineup in all of baseball right now. He's one of these guys where you could see him take that second year leap, so almost something like an Aaron Judge did, not to the same extent, but like. 45-plus home runs. And I don't know that the other guys that we're talking about have that type of upside. But remember, 
two years ago when we were talking about him and we were kind of projecting, oh, what is the player that he can become? I said Nelson Cruz. I think he could be a 280 hitter, 40 plus home runs, and 100 ribbies. And like one of those elite four category players, he's not going to steal any bases at Can't all. Can the other guys all do that? Well, they haven't done it before. Sure. And they're all old. Ozuna hasn't done it before. Rosario, I don't believe he's had 40 home runs. No. Yeah. So, and, it, and again, obviously, Eloy hasn't done it yet either, but he's only, only going into his second year. Literally, he's 23 years right. old. I mean, that lineup, again, yeah. Tim Anderson, Yoan Moncada, Jose Abreu, yep. Edwin Encarnacion, Luis Robert, and Eloy Jimenez is going to be right in the middle of that. Would it really surprise anyone if he goes out and has 130 RBIs this year? No. I don't think it would. I so, think his upside is the highest of all of these four category players. Maybe Ozuna can chip in eight to ten steals. Last year was kind of the outlier for him, the only year that we ever saw him run. Uh, but if you're just looking at four category players, Eloy Jimenez has the highest upside of all those players we're talking about right now. All right, tomorrow on the show, I want to get to a similar batch of players that do similar things, but not similar to these guys. What I mean is, you're looking at guys to give you the best chance in 2020. We had a 2020 show last week, but your Tommy Fams, your Victor Robles, your Ramon Laureano, I think all those guys are all in a group together, and I think that's how we need to start off tomorrow's show, discussing that group. Um, I have Tommy Fan the highest. I know he's not healthy right now either. If he isn't healthy by the time the season starts, I'll drop him down with the other guys up. Right now, Fam is my highest, followed by uh, Loreano and Robles. They're back-to-back uh, for me. We have a whole lot more to talk about, a lot more outfielders to get to, and we're going to do it all tomorrow on the final day of the week. Coming up next, it's Pharrell Coast to Coast. I will join him in our number two, so look forward to that. I want to thank Sean and Alex downstairs. Frank Stample, I am Greg Sussman. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.